Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs, to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 46. Previously in the Valley of Green Gold, the Whoop Whoop troops saved Merchant Harbor from a zombified dragon turtle that was attacking the town thanks to a pirate captain named Calicroak Jack, a gripply, a tree frog folk, who thought incorrectly that he could team up with a couple of gnolls, get some waterlogged zombies, and uh, convince the townsfolk to give him all sorts of riches in exchange for not destroying them. But what he received was death, and now he's a zombie being led around by Wendell the Wombat. You guys have left Merchant Harbor on your goat and horses. You're pulling a wagon. You're headed east. You're headed in the direction of Kyle's farm and the uh, wizard's tower, Maddox's wizard tower, and the mines are that direction as well. All right, so you guys start heading east toward Silver Mountain, the mountains where the mine is and you uh, travel for four hours. Let me uh, get uh, perception checks from all of you, please. 11. I got a 21. I also got a 21. Okay. And Bunny got an 18. Uh, Wendell, you're feeling things about your goat. He's so muscular. Yeah. (laughs) Or she is so muscular. Yep. Buffy. Buffy. Yeah. I don't know if it's a romantic attraction, but, you know, it's something. (laughs) Respect. Admiration. Yeah. Much respect. (laughs) Clubhead, as you're riding, you know, you guys don't necessarily ride shoulder to shoulder or anything. At one point, you see a big cow pie next to the road, and there is a really cool looking, like, green and red mushroom growing out of it. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And it's by the side of the road? Yes. Like a like a kind he's never seen before? Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, can we take a little bit of a break? Sure. They pull over? Okay, great. I uh, hop off uh, Geronimo and like, tie him to a tree and then go over to the, uh, the poop and lean down. And I'm going to use one of my uh, fungal communication charges. Okay. Yeah. And touch the little fungal colony. What do you say to it? Hello there. My name's Clubhead. What's yours? My name is Fritz. Go away, asshole. (laughs) This this spot is already taken. Oh, no, don't worry. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, encroach on your territory. Um, I was just wondering if you've seen anything interesting along this road lately. Uh, What does you mean by interesting? Um, I don't know. Seen any, like, uh, people walking around who were really moving, kind of jerky-like, and, you know, almost like they were dead? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No. Um, At one time, I saw a fish one time. You saw a fish? Uh, yes. <laughs> I lied to you. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> Fritz, you said your name was? Yes, my name is Fritz. How... Do you have another colony somewhere? No, I am, I am alone in the world. It's okay. Oh, all right. Um, sweet. Uh, if you were to beg for your life, uh, what would you say? I would say, uh, piss off! 
I don't care. I am just a little mushroom in a poop, huh? Okay, Fritz. All right. It was nice talking to you. Yeah, go to hell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, stand up and I cast Chill Touch on the mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, I love that little mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> he might be my favorite mushroom easily. Yeah, it's really easy to hit him with chill touch. I mean, yeah. you have to back up a little bit, you know, otherwise you disadvantage. But uh, <laughs> you blast him with this with this uh, skeletal ghostly hand, and yeah, he he doesn't stand a chance. It just obliterates him. <laughs> you guys see me just <laughs> s- crouch down and touch a mushroom growing out of a turd, and then like ten seconds later, back off and just blast the turd into a million pieces. Clubhead, <laughs> oh, what the heck? Why did you do oh, that, that Clubhead? That guy was a dick. He was. Yeah, yeah. That that guy was a total asshole. I didn't know mushrooms yeah. could be assholes. Oh, they can be. Yeah, just like people. Huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well. Uh, no harm, no foul. Let's let's go. All right. Well, uh, I do want to also uh, point out that, uh, Silbeth, you notice some pheasants eating some grain alongside the road. Looks like... A farmer's cart must have spilled over and there were some pheasants eating. You guys have, like, dry rations. You don't have any fresh food. Yeah. I uh, I get up and I start uh, stealthily moving over to that area. All right, give me a stealth check. Doesn't really matter what you roll because the pheasants got a one. All right. <laughs> on their perception. Thirteen. All right. All right. So, um, I am going to cast, I'm going to cast Ray of Frost. Ooh, Ray of Frost. That'll be handy against all the undead we might fight. Yeah. You, uh, raise your hand and kind of aim at the, uh, pheasants and this beam of blue, white, icy light blasts toward these pheasants. And unfortunately, you don't hit all four pheasants. You only hit two of them. But you do kill them with cold damage, so they're frozen. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Uh, Which might make the feathers easy to come off. You don't know. Yeah. All right. Look, boys, I got us a dinner. Maybe a couple. Ooh. Ooh, yum. Okay. Nice catch. Yeah. The uh, zombie calico of Jack, is he covered up by a tarp or something in the back of the wagon? Yeah, yeah, he's going to be covered up in case we run into anybody. Oh, yeah, we got a couple of tents, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's covered by a tent. <laughs> yeah. You hear him go... <laughs> Do you say anything to him? Shut up back there. You don't get any of this. You don't need food. <laughs> All right, he shuts up. When do I have to recast uh, Animate Dead on him? Oh, pretty soon, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take a little break when you get to Kyle's farm and recast it. It's gonna be about that time. Okay, maybe I'll do it before we get to Kyle's farm. Why don't we, if we're having pheasant right now? Maybe I should uh, cast that real quick. Sure, you can if you want to. You'd be close enough in time. Uh, Bunny, you notice what looks like a little leather pouch in the uh, brush near the road. 
That's all rotted, but there might be something of value in it. Yeah, let me go over and take a gander. One sec, boys. Then I, I hop over. Uh, do I have to do any kind of checks? You have to roll a D100. This should, this should work out nicely, because while everyone's doing all this other stuff, I can do a ritual and make that. Yeah, it'll only take you ten minutes to do that. Perfect. I got a five! <laughs> five? Yes, sir. You open up this little leather pouch, and there's a coin inside. A single coin. And this coin has a face on it. And it is Paracone's face. What? what? And you hold it in your hand, and he winks at you, and the coin disappears. Am I? I didn't take any strange much. Did you guys see a coin? <laughs> no. None of the other guys were anywhere near you to see it. Oh, dear. But you have received a blessing from your deity, and it lasts until tomorrow's sunrise. Oh. You can use that blessing to add a 1d4 to an attack roll or saving throw. Nice. I, I Just once. Nice. I take a knee and I say, Paracone, I knew you was going to look out for me. Shout out, Big P. And then I head back to the group. All right. Wendell wraps up the uh, ritual spell, and Zombie Jack is under your command again for a full 24 hours now. <laughs> you arrive at the farm, and Kyle greets you. Hey, guys. Uh, what's going on? How's it going? Why Why are you back so fast? Uh, what's up, Kyle? Well, we're, we're, uh, we're heading up towards the mines. Oh, the mines? Yep. Why are you going to the mines? Well, we might go save the village, you know. Whoop whoop troop. That's what we do. Ah. It's it's time to figure out what's causing all these weird earthquakes and stuff. Oh. Yeah, we had another one this morning. Uh didn't really cause any damage around here, but That's good. It, it was it was a real rumbler. Yeah. Yeah. And they're getting more frequent. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Uh, so oh, so you guys are going down in the mines to kill the monsters. Well, we're not sure we're going in yet, but we're going near them, at the very least. Huh. Hi, Kyle, by the way. Bunny the Pain. I, I was, like, murdered when the guys met you, but I'm very much not dead. But that's my skull over there. Then I point at Windows Golden Skull. Oh. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> that's quite a greeting, Bunny. Hey, look, you know, I'm a wrestler. I have to pop, you know. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So what's your deal? What's my deal? Yeah. I'm Kyle. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, um, uh, hi. It's good to see you again, Kyle. Say, um, you know, we're actually, since we were traveling, we figured we'd just stop by because, uh, you know, well, there was, uh, some pretty good pie when we were here last time, and, well, you know. Oh, yeah. Sweet Jude, she makes the best pie, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, you know, and we didn't want to, uh, infringe upon your hospitality, but, you know, if you have any extra pie lying around. Oh, we always have extra pie lying around. She makes, like, seven of them a day. Oh, Wow. Well, I mean, we got a lot of wheat, we got a lot of fruit trees, orchard, and every plant on this island grows and produces so much that, you know, if you don't do something with it, you're going to lose it. Well, we can do something with whatever pies you got. Jude! He yells, and after a few minutes, you hear the rumble of hoofs as uh, a minotaur bursts out the front door, and she's wearing an apron. Uh, Wendell, hello. She runs over to you. Oh, it's so good to see you. 
We missed your pie. Yeah, it's nice to see you too. Oh yeah, here's some pies. She's she's got two pies. Thank you. That one is a boysenberry, and the other one is a blueberry. Delightful. Wow, I can't wait to eat these. Say, uh, we're heading to the mines. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. We gotta save. Uh, we gotta save everybody. Oh. It's too bad we don't really. There was another earthquake this morning. Yeah, exactly. And we're we're the ones who got to stop it this time, I guess. And we'll probably die, you know, trying to do it. But oh well, it'd be nice to have this last pie before <laughs> before we are um, uh, face almost certain doom. Oh. Too bad we don't know how to get through the mines. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about that. You something you said to me. You said. I know you don't want to go in the mines, but maybe you could draw a map. So oh, yeah, I, I did say a, that, didn't I? I, I drew you a map. You drew a map? <gasps> Here. She Unbelievable. She reaches into her apron pocket and pulls out. It's actually a, a little piece of cloth that has been, like, stitched. A map has been stitched into it. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. You're like the best Minotaur I've ever met. Oh, thank you. Bro, good call there. Who's your big friend? She points at Bunny. Hey, that's I'm, Bunny. That's darn right. I, I reach out a hand. Nice to meet you. I'm Bunny the Pan. I'm a pro wrestler. Have you heard the good news about Paracone? <laughs> what? Who? <laughs> oh, he's he's just the greatest entertainer. You know what? We just met. I'll leave the proselytizer to the next turn. But great to meet you. And you made this pie because it smells like my granny's yeah. pie. But my my best recipe is lemon. Oh, how did you know I love lemon? You you got an eye of a baker. I can tell. We're gonna be fast friends. Check. <laughs> Check it out, sweet Jude. Bunny has feet kind of like yours. He's big oh, and his feet are small. You have, you have hooves. Uh, no, no, no. Their feet. They're just like not built for my frame. But it helps me be more agile. That's what my <laughs> mama told me when the kids make fun of me. Oh. You are a very fancy dresser. Oh, you know, I'm a little snazzy. I mean, hey, you ain't half bad yourself, darling. Oh. She blushes, you think? <laughs> I have biscuits in the oven. I have to go. <laughs> but you guys are welcome to stay for dinner if you want. I say, you're pregnant? <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. That's what we used to say back in the jungle. <laughs> No, I don't have. I can't pay. I don't. I'm Wait. not a mothery type. It's okay. You made, you made buns in the jungle. <laughs> it's it's. I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> jungle buns. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Jude. Yeah. Thanks. Ha <laughs> 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 Kyle says. Yeah, all my guys are out in the field. Uh, everybody's uh, working, doing a harvest, because, you know, about the same time we get these earthquakes, it's just like, boom, all of a sudden, there's another harvest. Uh, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, Wait, what? The earthquakes cause a harvest? Well, no, we, we do the harvest, but the earthquakes cause everything to just, boom, uh, 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 everything just fruits and blooms. Wait a minute. Like, like instantly? Yeah, kinda. Well, Whoa. that's weird. Huh. Yeah, it doesn't happen every time, but yeah, you know, a good good share of the time. 
Do, do any, especially if it's been a while since we had an earthquake. Does anything else happen? Well, other than the, the monsters, I guess, in the mines. Yeah, I mean, does anything strange happen along with the earthquakes and the fruiting and the monsters? No, I mean, as long as I've been here on Crow Island, anytime there's been a long period of time between earthquakes, you have an earthquake, then all of a sudden you got to get busy. Because, I mean, one day the corn would be like, an ear of corn would be the size of your finger. And then there's an earthquake, boom, it's fully developed. What? Bumper crop. Are, are you the only one who knows about this? No, we all, <laughs> every farmer and rancher and, and orchard person on this island knows about it. Holy cow, how come we haven't talked about this before? <laughs> this well, is... nobody's asked. Huh. Huh. Wow. Yeah. How long ago did that earthquake happen? Uh, this, this morning? Hmm. Wouldn't that mean that you farmers would kind of not want the earthquakes to stop? You guys benefit quite a... I mean, besides the monster part, that... Huh. Well, so far, the earthquakes haven't stopped. They're getting more frequent, which, in, on, on one hand, is good for us, honestly. Uh, but hey, if there's more monsters and zombies and stuff coming around, obviously we don't want that. Well, thanks for that information. That really is a lot to think about. Yeah, well, anyway... I better get out there in the field and see if there's anything I can do to help. All right, well, good seeing you, Kyle. Yeah, nice. Bye. Bye, whoop whoop, troop. <laughs> Bye, Jude. Goodbye, Jude. Bye, Jude. Thanks for this map. Yeah. Bye, Jude. It's a pleasure. Nice to meet you, Bunny. Dude, that's so cool that we got a map. Oh, oh that's going to be handy. Yes. So, gentlemen... This changes a lot in my mind. I, I still thought those earthquakes were somewhat natural, but I'm starting to wonder if they're pure magic. Does seem likely. Yeah. Do we have a timeline of when they first started? Like, did the mayor ever tell us? Like, because the, the whole crop thing is crazy. And if this place was uninhabited, they come here, right? Just follow me for a second. So they come here, they have that original four go out to try to, like, maybe make the land more hospitable and to make the crops grow, and all of a sudden we got zombies and monsters like because of a spell gone awry is that am i am i crazy guys no see uh, there's definitely something like that happening for this sure this is all getting funky man so do you guys press on Indeed. Yes. yes yes all right so the day goes by the rest of it anyway uh, another four hours you're riding at a pretty normal pace and yeah, you you make uh, you're about forty miles away from town. You can see that the mountain is in front of you. It didn't look like much, you know, when you left town. It's a silver mountain, right? But it's looming larger by the minute, and you can see pretty clearly now that snow covers the largest peaks of the mountain range. The biggest one is Silver Mountain, and you can see why it has that name. The sunlight, as it's starting to set behind you bit, glimmers off the snow and glows like silver. There aren't any other trails leading off the farmlands that you went through are a bit more sparse now, mostly just forests and some fields around. 
Some folks do like to uh, graze their livestock a little bit closer to the mountain, but because of all of the talk about monsters in the mines, a lot of those folks have decided to stay safe, stick closer to town, you know. So it's time to make camp. You got your pheasants? Yeah. You gonna do anything else? Set up the tents. All right. Uh, can we make uh, Jack set up the tents? <laughs> Don't know. Could... Have you ever set up a tent, Emery? <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's not a one man job. Not so. a one zombie job. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like you're going to have to get a second zombie. <laughs> yes, very soon. <laughs> so you set up the tents, make a little campfire, cook up the pheasants. Any way we can set up any sort of, uh, you know, barriers around us. Zombie, zombie traps. I don't know. Traps? What do you have in your possession? Do you have, you know, one of you has a bell. I believe Wendell gave Silbeth the bell that he found. Yes. Um, that might come in handy for a, for a trap or something, an alarm maybe. How long would it take Wendell to dig a shallow pit around our whole campsite. How shallow are we talking? Like, deep enough that a zombie would probably not be able to climb up it. At least not quickly. Okay. Uh, I think in the span of an hour, you could make a, a, a moat that would serve that purpose. Yeah, I don't think it'd have to be that wide, really, because it's okay. just got to be enough for a you know, dumb zombie to fall into. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that would work. And uh, I'll, I'll start working on lining the inside of, of the pit with, um, you know, like like the campsite of it with some sharp, sharpened stakes. Ooh, nice. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll help him do that. Okay. Are you guys busy yourselves doing all of that? Uh, what's Clubhead doing during all this? The tents? Uh, yeah, setting up the tents. Excellent. The zombie. Okay, here, hold this. Hold this. <laughs> uh, pound yeah. it. Hold uh, that for him. Uh, now pound that. <laughs> I say, I say, uh, Clubhead, get a fire going. Oh, okay. I could do that, I guess. Oh, wait, I don't have any materials. Anybody bring, like, a tinder oh, yeah. twig? Aren't I you a druid? Are you a druid? <laughs> Barely. I <laughs> don't you worry about it. I got a tinderbox right here, and then I'll toss him the tinderbox. Wait, I have an explorer's pack. I think that comes with it. With it does. Shit. I got the same one. Yeah. I have a, I have a tinderbox. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Clubhead will make a torch using the, the stuff. Okay. And you can, you got Druidcraft as a cantrip, right? Or no? No. Sorry. Oh, okay. He'll oh. make he'll make a fire using this stuff. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I don't have Druidcraft, okay? That's not... <laughs> not every Druid has Druidcraft, okay? Okay, okay, okay. okay. You're a special <laughs> Druid. Yeah. I'm a Druid in name only, basically. Uh, you're a vibe Druid, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, when you blasted... Fritz, the uh, the little red and green mushroom. Uh, did you did you take him with you? 
Uh, the dead mushroom? Yeah. No, I don't okay. think I would have taken them. All right. Just curious. Uh, so you guys have your have your dinner. Everything is set up. You have a nice moat around with the sharpened steaks. He seems to be happy. Uh, who's taking first watch? I'll, I'll take, take all of the watch. All watches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sleep. You could also have Zombie Jack do it. Too. We'll probably be attacked by a horde of small red and green mushrooms at night. For Fritz, they'll yell. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everybody else gets settled in to catch a nice long rest. Not that you really need to recharge anything, but you do you do settle in and get some sleep. Let me see if anything happens while you're sleeping. No. First uh, four hours, nope. Second four hours, nope. An uneventful, restful night. Sweet. In the shadow of Silver Mountain. When you get up in the morning, get going, maybe you get some rations or find some food laying around in your campsite. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I see uh, Wendell has grabbed a hold of his rod and uh, <laughs> realizes that it has another three charges in it, so it is full. It has a full six charges now. Nice. Too bad I can't use it. <laughs> well, you are attuned to it. I mean, you could use it on Calicroak Jack. Uh, yeah. uh, what part? What's locked? Just the resurrection part? No, no, no. The resurrection is possible. You could cast that and do that. Oh, it's just there's other stuff that I don't, yeah. that I don't have access to because that part's locked. And as, okay. you're, as you're looking at the rod, I mean, you see like it's got this arcane symbol on it. It kind of looks like a crescent moon with a, with a star on it. You've never seen it before, but you know, uh, magic users. It's Soviet. Yeah, it could be <laughs> Russian made. Um, but you don't know. It's got a star inside of a little crescent moon. Magic users sometimes, you know, emboss their own symbol on things. Your spell book has a symbol on it. What is that symbol? It's not yours. Oh. Um. Do I know? Yeah, I mean, it has a symbol embossed right on the front. I don't recall what was on that spell book, but you know. Don't either. I don't know if I ever said what it was. No, probably not. Would have been something from that original place that I got it from. Yeah. What do you think it is? Oh, let's see. What was the deal with the guy that that ran that place? Simlamir. Simlamir was a mage, as far as you know who uh, would take in basically strays who showed some aptitude for magic and then imprison them and make them write out spell scrolls that he would sell. Okay. I think it had a... Uh, I think it had a brightly colored staff embossed on the front of it yeah. with like a circle of power at the bottom. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, the brightly colored red and, and blue staff it sort of glistened in the light, and then a circle of power at the base of the staff. That that must be Simlamir's sigil, or whatever you want to call it. And the sigil that is on this this rod is a little crescent moon with a star in it, which you've also not seen before. Okay. So what else, what do you guys do? 
Well, I pass out f uh, four rations of the 24 that I bought. Excellent. Nice. And we can have some uh, beef jerky for breakfast. I'll gather up those sharpened steaks and put them in the wagon. Awesome. Yeah, you don't know if you're going to run into a vampire. You might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we take down have the tent. we decided, guys, are we, are we going to the tower? Because... Yeah, okay. I think we should. Okay. I know they're close to each other, and so... Eh. All right. Do do we know if there's a road that leads from the mine to the tower, or if it's like a hike through the wilderness? You don't know. Okay. Uh, what you have heard is that Maddox was one of the first four adventurers to go into the mines. The others were Madame Schmoopy, Skull, the beer brewing barbarian tortle, and... Uh, Solar and Ravensmead, and and uh, the the story that you had heard was that Maddox was so intrigued and consumed by curiosity about what was happening in the mines that he started to build his tower near the mines so that he could spend all of his time studying there. Okay, and don't forget, everyone, uh, there is a building near the mine entrance with a bunch of stuff stored in it. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I think we'll be able to get into it. See if there's anything useful in there. Yeah, cool. So maybe we go to the mines first, check out that building. Yeah, see if there's a road that leads to the tower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And the pa the password is Barnaby. Barnaby. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. As you uh, travel the road, it's about six hours or so of a riding before you get really close to the base of Silver Mountain. Every foot you travel, this mountain just seems to get bigger and bigger. Uh, the sun has come up over the peak of the mountain. Now, you get close enough to the mountain, you can make out there's a building and there's a mine entrance, sort of like a stone structure, a building that has doors, big, huge, the biggest stone and steel doors you've ever seen on this mine entrance. But they're open, like maybe a few feet. Uh, you see a smaller building, a structure next to those doors. That might be the building where the equipment and, and stuff is stored. And as you get closer to the base of the Silver Mountain, the uh, rock features vary between sheer walls, a hundred feet or more high, and crumbled heaps of stone. A lot of uh, avalanches, maybe from the, uh, the massive snowfalls that the peaks of the mountain get, have descended down almost to the ground uh, where the opening of the mine is, but it does seem as though the snow avalanches have avoided blocking the entrance of the mine. There are what appear to be fresh rock falls, from the rock slides that happen sometimes when the uh, earthquakes happen. And to the south of the mine entrance, you see a huge bank of clouds that obscures the tops of the mountains to the south, where you would suspect to see a massive wizard's tower. You can't see anything. So what do you do? Do you continue on toward the mines or do you head toward the where the tower should be. I guess we'll try that building. May as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. As you approach the building, you can see that it's not very big. Probably can't house, you know, 
a whole lot of equipment. It's probably 40 by 40 or so feet in size. The roof is made of timbers and whatever shingles were on it initially have been damaged by rock falls and weather over time. But the door seems to be locked with a big, thick, heavy, rusty chain and a big, heavy padlock. All right. And it looks like a key would go into this padlock? No. Strangely enough, there's no hole on the padlock. Ooh. Um, I say Barnaby. You say Barnaby, and the padlock clunk opens up. Now you guys are you guys are probably maybe like 50 feet away from the entrance of the mine itself, and you can see that these these big stone sliding doors are slid open enough that you could easily fit two horses abreast, maybe eight feet. Now that you're close enough, it does seem like quite a wide opening, and you see these. Uh, old railroad tracks, minecart tracks, that lead into the little warehouse and then lead into the opening of the mine. The padlock falls open. You can remove it if you'd like. Is there any sign of of recent activity? Uh, Give me a survival check. All right. Actually, give me, everybody give me a perception check. We'll see what you see. And you can investigate from there. 13. Okay. 23. Ooh. 21. Wow. And Bunny coming right up. 10! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> what is what has Bunny's attention? I think I'm so amazed that there could be like a voice activated lock. I'm just standing at the lock, like, how to. Like, how do you do this? Because I don't know magic. I had that one time with the book. I'm like, man, the shit. What? I, I just hit people with like chairs. This is impressive, guys. <laughs> Wendell, uh, just as Silbeth was approaching the doors, you were really focused on this because you wanted to see what an arcane lock would would do. And then, you know, behind you in the cart, you hear. Told you not to do that anymore, you idiot. <laughs> distracts you. Silence. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you missed the actual (laughs) act of Silbeth opening the lock. (laughs) You look at the ground, both Silbeth and Clubhead, and you examine the ground. Clubhead, you do see footprints. Give me a a survival check, Clubhead. Okay. Oh, that's a natural one. I got an eight. Okay. You can't make out really what the footprints are other than there are footprints and they are humanoid but it's rained and it's been you know avalanches and stuff Silbeth should also give me uh, if you want to investigate a specific thing let me know what you want to investigate I want to see if there you know if if there's evidence that the doors were recently opened and if there's footprints coming out of the mine Oh, okay. Give me an investigation check. <laughs> two, two natural ones. <laughs> uh, just as you're, like, focused on these uh, footprints, a gust of wind comes and, like, shakes the doors of this warehouse and uh, kind of makes it rattle, so you kind of get caught off guard by that. And then you hear the zombie in the cart go, and Wendell's calling him names and telling him to shut up. It's all very distracting. 
Uh, Shut up back there. That makes me a little frustrated. Are you taking another level? Yes, I am. Okay, roll it. <laughs> you're at two. Well, I slept all night, so I'm at one oh, again, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're just yeah. at one. And you already got two natural ones out of the way just now, so. 18. Oh, <laughs> Unless you want to let it go. I don't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> all right. Um, so you can't really tell if the lock has been open recently, and it's difficult to see if there's been any footprints in and out of the warehouse. You can't really tell. You do see there are footprints that have come in and out of the mine, but you don't really... You can't put a size on them. You don't know how long ago they've been trod. Okay. I say, well, I can't make heads or tails of any recent activity. Should we go inside, guys? Yeah, well, let's go inside this smaller building first. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll do it. I'll go in first. I open the door. Well, before you open the door, you got to remove the chain. And this is a super heavy chain. What is your strength, Clubhead? Oh, it's it's a big old eight. All right. You can't get the chain unconnected from the... You need some help, buddy. I go over there to help with the chain. <sighs> What's Bunny's strength? A whopping 12. But I does this count? You know how I can use my dexterity for strength during, like, fights? That probably doesn't apply for chains, I'm assuming. Not for, <laughs> not for stationary okay. objects. Fair enough. Well, you're able to help him. And uh, if another person gets involved, you might be able to I can, I can do to it, move. guys. I got this. Yeah. You are our strongest member. <laughs> you get over there and all three of you working to get this chain off the door you do it uh, give me a stealth check uh, Wendell with disadvantage 14 alright miraculously you're able to get the chain unconnected from the hooks on the door without making a ton of noise even though this thing's super heavy and you plop it on the ground again yeah, minimal noise and now the door is available for you to open Clubhead. I open it. Are you being stealthy? Yes. All right, give me a stealth check. Sneaky, sneaky. Open it up. 17. All right. Uh, The door seriously needs some oil in the hinges. It creaks, but less than it would have if you weren't careful. And uh, you swing the doors open. You see inside there's just all kinds of cobwebs and spider webs. Dust covers everything. It's been a very long time since somebody's been in the, at least opened up the front doors in the entrance of the room. You see 10 mine carts. They're all lined up on this track and they're all covered in rust. The wheels are all rusty. The, the carts themselves are rusty. Whatever wooden parts are on the carts are either broken or mostly rotted away. You might be able to cobble one together that would work, or maybe two from the 10 that are here, uh, just inside this room, if you were to use a minecart for anything. You also see a big shelf full of mining gear, pickaxes, shovels, things of that nature, pitons. Whatever rope that has been coiled up and stored in this room is now just kind of a pile of worthless bits of hemp. And uh, deeper into the room, I want everybody to give me a perception check. Uh, who is going into this this building? I'll go in. So, uh, Clubhead, Silbeth? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm headed in as well. Okay. 
And is Wendell? Uh, yeah, although before we go in, can I cast False Life on myself? Absolutely. Okay, I got seven temp hit points. Nice. Um, can I do it stealthily? Just in, if, in case... Yeah, I'm going to have you guys make a group stealth check. Awesome. Ooh. 21 nice for the stealth. Okay. Mm-hmm. 17 for my stealth. Yeah. And Wendell's stealth? Natural one. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, okay. Maybe we should do the Walking Dead thing where we bang on the door and try to, you know, get all the zombies to come out. <laughs> Is that well, what you think you're going to do, and then nobody else? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that'll and that'll be great when it's when it's a bunch of owl bears. Yeah, yeah when he starts <laughs> whapping on the door to try to get the zombies to come out, and he's like, "Guys, guys, we should stand outside, and if there's anything inside, we'll funnel it through this door and take it down." Bam! 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 I say, stop making so much noise. <laughs> we're already inside. <laughs> right. I, 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 take, I take two levels of emotion from that. Okay, you're up to... Yeah, because it scared you, and then you feel betrayed. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're up to three. Twelve. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. So, uh, Wendell bangs and clangs on the door. Uh, what do you use to, like, bang on the door with? Um... What do I have that's big and... You don't have... Do you have a weapon? You don't have a weapon that you Oh, he's got that rod. Oh, got yeah. got the rod. I could just bang the rod, sure. Hey, he's banging the... <laughs> the, the, the a rod of undying against <laughs> the door. Bang, bang, bang! I did roll a natural <laughs> one, so... Yeah. Uh. Taking r- rare magical items and banging them against doors makes sense. <laughs> From the dust that's covering the, the back half of this uh, warehouse, you see big heaps of what look to be like a canvas that's all rotted and rat-bitten. And uh, just like you hear birds flapping their wings and flying off. But something starts to move in the back of this warehouse. Something underneath some of the canvas starts to move. There's two different things that are starting to move around. They're not making any noise necessarily, other than the noise of the the canvas falling off of them. And as the light hits them from the holes in this roof, you see two portals. They are skeletal. And they are probably skull based on the markings on the shell as they rise and begin lurching toward you. Roll initiative. Oh, <laughs> snap. Skeletons. Oh, the skeletons. And that is episode 46 of the Valley of Green Gold. First things first, we've got another brand new live stream adventure starting up, debuting on Tuesday night, January 30th. Our buddy Nick from Five Entertainment is our dungeon master, and I'm playing an Aarakocra that I am very excited to introduce you to, and all of us are playing new characters. Emery's got a cool... All of us are going to be playing together. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you like listening to us play D&D, watching us play D&D is a different thing altogether, and it's it's a blast. We hope you can join us. Go to RatedRPGPodcast.com to find out more. We're going to stream that on Twitch. Again, that's January 30th. It's a Tuesday night starting at uh, 7 p.m. Central Time. 
Also, we would like to welcome our new audio transmuter, our editing wizard, our podcast producer, Elizabeth Parcells. You might have noticed that this episode featured some amazing soundscaping, and that's just one of the many reasons we're thrilled that Elizabeth is now part of the Rated RPG podcast crew. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for making Rated RPG happen. Banana Fish, Ranger Ron, and Joel. The rations and adventuring gear are much appreciated. Many thanks to the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade. Members in good standing include Jerry Vite, Mage, and Elizabeth Parcells. All hail the GPB. Many thanks to Lord Deputy Chris Fale and our Dukes, Wizard Weary and Turtle and Crow, leaving gifts for the Whoop Whoop Troop all over Crow Island. Yeah, you know, some of them might be cursed, but that's a small price to pay for rolling a D100 on the table of potentially decent random stuff. Thank you to our Merchant Harbor Gazette supporters. Not only do you get a, a t-shirt, a one-of-a-kind limited edition t-shirt by being a Merchant Harbor Gazette supporter at 25 bucks a month, you get your name in the headlines of the Merchant Harbor Gazette that we read occasionally on the podcast, like in the game, right? Sean Duncan, Super Justin 64, Jackson Wynn, Brian Smallberries, and Spidey Mouse. More headlines about you guys coming soon. Finally, this rotting dragon turtle in the harbor has been on everybody's mind. But where most residents of Merchant Harbor see and smell a foul, rotting behemoth, some people see a free lunch. And those people are, unsurprisingly, Velociraptor and Jedi. We tried to tell them, look, the meat's no good, it's spoiled. But they snorkeled out there with their knives and cut off some big slabs, and they had a beach party, and they grilled it up and ate it. And then, uh, you know, botulism and salmonella and E. coli and listeria did the rest. We're out of buckets, so we just buried them in the sand. We're going to get to them later. That's the best we can do. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.